Hello, welcome to Scaly Stories and Talks. This is my first episode. This is kind of like a test run of just to see of how things go and everything. And um, if you read the description of this episode, or at least I hope I have a description, uh, this is going to be a story about how one little boy finds something that he never knew he always wanted. And um, this is going to be me improving, no script or anything. This is straight out of my head. And let's just get started. Uh, so the story begins with a little boy who just turned 14 the other day. He had a good birthday. And he basically had a bunch of presents. His family isn't that poor, but they're not rich. He enjoyed all the presents he got with the new console that he got and a new set of shoes that he uh, was planning to use because he loves to run. Anyways, it, it starts off him waking up and uh, the day is bright and early. He wakes up at the same time he always been waking up for the past two years at 8 a.m. and he doesn't go to school as he is homeschooled so he his parents allow him to have some time in the morning and he goes uh, and puts out his new running shoes he goes and puts them on slowly tying them on making sure they're nice and tight and comfortable he stands up and he forgets he's still in his pajamas to change and he seems to have been too excited so filled with energy but yet still looking for the day ahead he quickly takes off his shoes, stretches, goes to his, uh, his gohon, and he goes and grabs a pair of underwear, of his pair of pants, and these pants are almost uh, like like pajama pants, uh, but they're le less baggy, and they're more to be a little bit more for exercising, I guess you could say running pants, but he likes to just call them sleeping pants as he mostly uses them for sleep and running but he puts them on he goes in and gets it and he grabs a normal t-shirt and he takes a pair of socks he goes out of his room across the hallway where the bathroom is he's got pretty lucky in the house to go directly to the bathroom he goes ahead and closes the door and he gets ready to take a shower he goes in and with the same a product of soap that he's always been using since he was 12 years old he goes and puts it on the smell of almonds takes over him as that's his favorite peanut that he likes and one of his favorite snacks he goes and takes a shower he enjoys it but he knows he only has a little time to run so he quickly makes sure not to spend too much time in the shower as he finishes off and walks out of the shower he notices that the place where the shelf of where all the towels are, there's only two left. And mostly everyone else has to take a shower. So he decides to just use one of the towels on the rack and uh, dry himself off. And he throws it in the bin instead. He knows it's not very sanitary, but he wants to go and test out his new running shoes and smell the fresh air as he always has for the past two years. So he goes on and he puts on his new clothes uh, that he got as a present from his grandma, uh, except for the pants. The pants have always been there. 
he uh, puts them on and he walks out of the bathroom and there he he starts to hear the alarm clock off in the kitchen uh, from the coffee maker that his father bought from last Christmas. As he hears that ring, he knows his father is going to be up anytime soon as he, his father mostly works midday uh, and his mother will soon after wake up and start to get ready to help teach him in school. So he quickly goes in his room puts on his shoes and these shoes are nice red and silvery shoes they almost look like a certain brand that everyone uh, would recognize but as he just is too excited just to run out with them and he goes on and tights them out he runs down the stairs and he opens the front door he goes ahead and closes the door behind him as he breathes in the fresh air and uh, he smells just the fragrance of the flowers that have been nearby his mother has been growing the air air feels cool to the touch is a nice temperature outside and it feels like a nice summer day so he quickly goes on and on the block starts going for a jog starting off slow he doesn't want to exhaust himself too quickly so he goes on and continues to run around and he decides to take a different path. Instead of going around the block, he decides to maybe go around the neighborhood a bit and see if anything has changed in the summer. And he goes on for a few two, three blocks, just jogging slowly, seeing all the houses and cars. He waves at the people that are waking up and already going to work. Which is weird because usually he knows that most of his neighbors go to work pretty early and he barely ever sees them. But he suspects maybe it's just a slow day for them. He goes on and he continues to jog and he decides he should probably go back before he spends too much time. So he starts to pick up the pace and turns on the block and starts running down the neighborhood on the side. He goes on and jogs. And he starts to run, and as he starts to run, he, he continues to go and go, and he starts to go head back to his block of where his house is. He decides to go all the way around, just a loop around, just to get a little bit more exercise. And he finally goes inside of the house. He makes sure to go into the bathroom and just wash his face and his hands and get on the order and make sure he doesn't smell too bad. He knows that he shouldn't really exercise after going taking a shower, but that's what he likes to do. And the shower keeps him awake, and he continues on out of the bathroom, and he walks down the stairs, and he goes into the sala, and in which he goes and sits on his desk, opens his computer, he turns it on, and he waits for his mother to come and serve him breakfast and teach him what lesson he has to learn today. And he waits for a few minutes and notices in the kitchen that is next to him that his mother hasn't cooked anything yet. His father already is ready to leave out the door. His father goes ahead and goes says, Goodbye, son. I hope you do well in school today. Remember, your mom may be up late, but you still gotta go to school today. So just try to do some homework. And he goes out and he closes the door and... The boy starts to hear the car run and drive away.
As he waits, he decides to go in the kitchen and make himself a bowl of cereal since his mom hasn't woken up yet. So he goes on and he gets uh, basic plain flakes and he puts it in the bowl, grabs the milk and he pours the milk into the bowl. He grabs a spoon and he serves himself and he sits on the desk and eats. He finally hears down, coming down the stairs his mom and his mom goes, Ah, yes, finally. Uh, sorry I got up late. I've been uh, doing some work last night for uh, a project and uh, don't worry about it. Uh, I, I'll make sure I already got your your work for today. She seems a little hesitant and his, and the boy his name we would now call is John and John uh knows her kinda going a little back and forth with her head. She usually she's straightforward. So he goes and asks Um Uh Mother, are you sure you're okay? Um you seem a little busy in the mind. Um, if it's okay, maybe you don't give me schoolwork today and you allow yourself to catch up on your project? The mother looks over at him and smiles and giggles. I'm like, ha <laughs> ha, oh man, you would love that, huh, not to have school today, but you know you have to do your schoolwork. Now, uh, let me go and le lead you where you need to go. I'll go get the books, you open the tab to the school, and uh, we'll start our lesson today. He goes on into the website that his mother made. She is a web developer and he knows that she's very good at it. And so he opens the website that she made for him and all the classes he's been doing since he was a little kid. He goes on and waits for his mother and as his mother comes by, she says not a word and instead just brings out a biology book and she puts it right in front of him and just say, uh, okay, so now all you have to do is go to page 76 and you should start reading from there all the way to page 78. Now I want you to make sure you remember these words because they're going to be very important for the next test. The boy nods and smiles at her and goes, Ah, uh, uh, yes, uh, I will try my best, mother. Uh, just uh, one thing, uh, do we have to do biology again today? I thought we were going to do some reading. The mother looks at him and goes, <laughs> "Yes, this is reading. I just said it was. I didn't say what kind of reading it would be. This is biology. Remember, you you are lacking behind on biology. So now get back to work, and we'll see what happens." The boy moans and struggles. Ugh. Okay, mom. Uh, but I don't know if I can do this. You know how bad biology is for me. The mom just shakes her head and just walks to the kitchen and prepares to cook her own food. The boy opens the book and starts reading. And it starts to speak about the anatomy of a frog. Which kind of confuses him because he thought he was learning about the anatomy of a bug. But... He guessed that his mother is probably trying to teach him early or something. So he continues on reading about the frog and how the muscles work for the legs and what makes their heart beat and basically how their body functions. And 
he gets very bored very quickly and he starts to drift off into his mind and he starts to just imagine himself just running in the marathon and hearing all those people cheer for him as he starts to run faster than anyone else and he goes on faster and faster and then the next thing he knew this is the moment he closed his eyes he hears the 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 sirens of horns and the people cheer even louder and he opens his eyes and he has passed the finish line and they hand him the first prize and he starts to just cheer on starts to say thank you to everyone and immediately hears a big <laughs> slap and then hears the slam and he opens his eyes and he looks and his mother is staring at him and goes you're supposed to be reading. I know you like to drift off about your whole sports thing, but you can do that later. So right now, focus on this, and then you can go for another run. Today will be a short day because I do have to focus on my project. I will uh, come check back at you. Let me just eat in the kitchen, and uh, we'll continue from there. The boy sh nods and says... Sorry, Mom. Uh, I, I, don't worry. I'll make sure I focus now. And he starts to read again. Still, every so often, thinking about the, a race. The best race. The longest race that he could ever think of. A marathon. In which he is the only one that c can complete it. He continues reading. And he finishes the page of biology. His mom comes over and goes and uses the mouse well saying anything just clicks on uh one of the pages and opens up the biology class and there there's already a test open and she clicks it on and says nothing and the boy assumes that this is a test that he didn't know he had to do today but he does what he does best and he just remembers what he can he's he's good at remembering certain things but he's not great at doing tests but his mother has done some tweaking to how a test is done for him. He goes ahead and he starts reading the first question. And it goes in very detailed description of what exactly the word should be. And he always figures out that his mom puts the answer in the question itself if he's smart enough to understand it. So he goes and reads the question multiple times and then reads the answers. And he figures out the hidden answer and he goes and clicks on it. For sure, for sure, he says to himself that this must be the answer. He goes to the next question and do the exact same thing. Each question he makes sure that he's confident and that he knows exactly the answer. He, he knows that the words that he read and what he read about the frog were just moments ago so he should be able to remember everything and that this test is probably just to make sure that he's paying attention so he goes and continues on the test and it takes a little longer even though he only read a few pages but the test seems to be trying to make sure he understands everything so he continues the test and he finishes what felt like about 15 minutes and he looks at the clock and it looks like it's only past 10 minutes. He doesn't know why it felt a little longer, but he doesn't look at the clock all that often. 
he goes off the test and he looks for his mother and he notices his mother is nowhere to be found. She he didn't hear no doors open, he didn't hear the front door open, and he didn't know where she went. So he goes on looking around the house. First he checks the basement to see if she was doing laundry and doesn't spot her. He then goes upstairs to see if she's in her office. He opens the door and doesn't find her, which he starts to question. Usually, he doesn't get left behind at home alone. So, he starts to wonder why his mom didn't tell him that he she was going somewhere. So, he decides to go in the backyard. Maybe she was finishing up the garden from the back. Didn't find her anywhere in the backyard. It's not a big backyard. And, and so... He looks around and he still sees the normal sunflowers that have been growing two feet tall currently. And the tree that he that he sees on the left still growing bright and green in the summer. So he quickly closes the door and goes to the front of the house, opens the door and sees if she's in the front garden. Nowhere to be found. Her car is still there, so he figures maybe she went for a walk or he went to see a neighbor, so he closes the door and he just goes to his desk. He decides to open a, a website and plays a video and starts watching a exercise video to see how to stretch out your capacity of lungs to take less breaths and possibly run even longer. He continues to watch it and he practices breathing. He gets off his chair and he starts exercising stretching and doing uh, some burpees he he does it quite well for his age and he's used to doing harsh workouts and he doesn't want to exhaust himself as he wants to still probably do a run a after his mom gets back and he he stops for a while and he just starts to breathe and he goes into the kitchen and grabs a water bottle from the fridge and he drinks some of it and he goes back to his desk and sits down. By now he thought his mother should be back because she doesn't leave him alone long enough when they do leave him alone. So he starts to wonder what she could be. He notices that it's eerily quiet too. Usually he hears birds or noises of cars driving by and even ever so often a random person speeding up past his house where usually no police comes and watch so people just speed up so he starts to get worried he doesn't have a phone as his parents never seem to a reason to get him one since they don't leave him alone so he decides to use a house phone and tries to call his father he knows it's still early and it hasn't been long so he can't be too far into work so he gives a call and it goes straight to voicemail. He figures that it must be that way because he still just started work and it's only been three hours so he starts to just, he puts the phone back and he starts to go on and walk around the house just seeing if anything's dirty, seeing if he has to clean anything, and decides he'll get it done now. 
So he, he does some sweeping and he goes into the basement and grabs the vacuum, goes back up and starts to vacuum the sala and make sure that every spot is sparkling clean so he doesn't have to do this later and he has more time to run outside and hopefully meet some kids that ride on their bikes and talk to them hopefully. He doesn't chat with much kids his age or anyone since they're mostly at school themselves and so he gets the vacuum done and he puts it back in the basement still no son of his mother he starts to get worried so he walks out and he goes to the neighbor next door where they usually talk to for advice about gardening which his mother recently has communicated with he goes to the front door and knocks and there opens a nice old lady and she goes oh, oh john oh you sweet old boy she goes and pinches his cheek like always and he doesn't like it, but he smiles anyways and goes, Um, uh, yes, uh, Granny, um, I was just hoping, uh, you knew where my mother was. Uh, I, she is in the house and her car's still here, so I was hoping she was here. The m old lady smiles, I'm not your Granny, but I appreciate that you feel like we're close enough like that. But no, I haven't seen her since yesterday, so I guess she must have went somewhere else or to a different neighbor. Don't worry, she'll be back soon. I know she always tries to stay with you. She really does make sure she knows exactly where you're at. She really cares for you. The son nods and says, oh, thank you. Um, okay, well, uh, see you next time then. Um... I'll go wait for my mother, and hopefully she comes back. He walks away, and the old lady gives a giggle, and she closes the door. He goes on and walks out. He looks around to see maybe she went for a jog, or to see if she comes out of one of the neighbor's doors, and doesn't spot anyone. The cars are gone. It's quiet. He usually hears birds. And he hears nothing. He starts to think to himself, where's all the noise? He breathes in and breathes out. And he starts to get a little worried about what's happening. So he goes back and decides to call his real grandmother to see maybe his grandma picked her up and she forgot to tell him that she went. He calls and on the phone, answers his, his real grandma and she goes, ah, ha, ha. Oh, who is this? Hello? The son, the John, goes ahead and replies, uh, Hey, Grand Grand, um, I was just wondering if you picked up Mother somehow and you guys are shopping or something. She didn't tell me where she was going and she's nowhere in the house. The grandmother gives a short little laugh. 
no, 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 no. We only do shopping in the weekends. You know that. And it's in the middle of the week. Are you sure she is in the basement? Maybe she's in their office. Don't worry, she can't be too far. Just try to do your schoolwork, okay? She hangs up without saying goodbye, which John finds a little confusing. She usually always says goodbye. So he gets a little worried at what's happening. And he starts to notice that it just doesn't seem right. His mom never leaves just out of nowhere. So he decides to just walk and run and go for a short low jog, not running all the way. He still wants to save his energy for the later day and doesn't want to exhaust himself. He runs around the neighborhood again, goes around the block, still doesn't spot his mother. They don't live close to any stores or any place where she could shop or hang out. It's mostly a bunch of houses and it's about a mile to the nearest store. So she couldn't have walked unless it was something important he thinks to himself. So he decides to go to the abandoned little area where there's no house. It's just a giant yard-like place where it's said that there used to be a house, but it burned down a long time ago, and nobody could afford to rebuild a new one. A new one. He goes and looks because every day there seems to be something growing on that lawn. He goes and looks to see, and he still sees bushes of roses and what looks like vines just wrapping around the gate that surrounds the lawn. And he sees the two trees that are near the center that seem to have grown over the years. And he just gets admired by nature and just sees that there's no birds here either. Which he finds freaked out because he remembers there's at least two birds that made nests there. And one of them always seems to be chirping all the time. Maybe the, the bird had babies. But it looks like they're not there. So he starts to get worried about where all the birds are going. He starts to think maybe it's them hibernating or they flew off somewhere. So he continues on to around the neighborhood and he goes back to his house thinking maybe his mom is back home by now. It's been two hours and he waits inside the house. He kind of gets worried that he left the house unlocked. He was told never to do that, but it's a weird day for him. So he figured maybe his parents would forgive him this time considering his mom left without telling him anything. And then he starts to hear this big boom, boom, boom. This, what sounds like a heavy drum just playing slowly coming from the basement. He thinks to himself, maybe it's the washer and it was left on and it just is not working well. So he goes and tries to open the door, but it's locked. He doesn't remember that the basement door can be locked, so he's wondering if something's blocking it. 
He tries to twist it again, but it does, the, do the doorknob does not move. He starts to wonder what it could be on the other side, and then he starts to hear boom, boom, boom again, and it seems to be in a pattern of three, and then a few s moments of silence before it repeats again. Boom, boom, boom. He starts to get a little worried. It sounds like something is coming towards the door. So he starts to back away. He starts to wonder where Muhammad could be and what that noise could be. A lot of things are going through his head. He thinks maybe he should call for help and maybe someone broke inside through the basement. He thinks that little window might have been a place and maybe an animal snuck in. So he goes towards the phone and as he looks over the area, the phone's missing. He looks to see if maybe he placed it at the wrong place when he talked to Grandma. He looks all over the kitchen, he looks all over the cellar, he doesn't find it anywhere. Which is weird, because he could have sworn he put it back exactly there. As he thinks about this, he starts to hear the thrumping again. Boom! 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 He starts to get a little freaked out hearing it from the basement. Then he starts to hear a ring. The home, the home phone is ringing from the basement. He doesn't remember the phone ever getting close to the basement. So he goes towards the basement door and he tries to twist it. This time it was unlocked. And so he tries to push the door and he feels like he's, the door is dragging on something. So he pushes it with all of his might. He pushes and pushes and he budges and he, the door starts to finally move. Slowly it feels like it's grinding on dirt. Harsh, harsh dirt. And then all of a sudden he starts to feel moisture below his feet on his new shoes. He starts to look down. He knows that there's this mossy, thick grass. And he starts to freak out wondering that this should be the basement. What is happening? He starts to try to back away but his body keeps moving forward still pushing without his will. He tries to get his arms off the door but he keeps pushing and pushing. He starts to get a little freaked out again. He starts to get panicked and he starts to breathe heavy. He, and he tries to pull and pull but his body keeps pushing the door until it fully opens. Then his body finally lets go and he flops to the ground and he almost goes face first onto the dirt. He catches himself though as he puts his hands out first and stops himself from hitting the ground. He looks up and he there sees a forest. He starts to finally hear birds chirping. This weird little noise. Never heard a bird make this sound. Maybe a bug. But it doesn't sound natural. So he looks round and he looks behind him and the door is gone. He starts to panic and he starts to scream out, Ma! Ma! Where are you, Ma? Dad, I'm scared. Someone, is anyone here? 
His voice echoes throughout the forest and the noise of birds chirping and the harsh wind blowing against the trees as the branches move. <sighs> he starts to panic and he, sh he sits on the ground and he starts to pull himself into a ball and he tries not to cry as he keeps screaming, Mom! Mom! Dad! Dad! And he's just making sure that he's being heard. He screams with all his might. Then he hears the thrumming again. Boof! 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 He looks around and he starts to get freaked out. Maybe it's something big. Maybe it's a monster. It could be anything. He doesn't know where he is. How he ended up there from his house. So he starts to get up and he does the one thing he knows he's good at. He starts to run. He runs in a random direction that he had no clue of where he's going. He moves around the trees trying to make sure he doesn't trip. He feels the harsh moist ground of the dirt whoosh, 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 as it starts to get muddier and muddier and more wet. Whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. This is all he hears as the birds start to slowly go away and the harsh brush of the trees starts to slow down. Here's the thrumping get closer. Boof, boof, boof. He starts to just run faster and faster. He gives it all he's got. He never ran this fast before. And he starts to just keep going and going until he looks behind him to see where the noise is coming from. He can't hear it. It's all over him. And he looks back in front of him and he sees a tree and he quickly blocks his arms in front of his face and he hits himself in the tree too, going too fast to slow down and he throws himself off and he falls to the ground on the back Poof. thankfully the muddy crown softens his blow and he lets out a <coughs> as he looks around on the floor trying to see what that noise is where it's coming from he gets he quickly gets up and tries to get the mud off of him and he continues running his head starts to get dizzy and he starts to find it hard to keep track of where the trees are and the sun seems so bright he wonders what time it is he wonders where he is where his mom is what the noise is questions keep coming by him he doesn't know what to think what to do so he keeps running and running and running until he suddenly feels this thick, big, what feels like a tree trunk on the ground hit his foot, but he didn't see it. All of a sudden he trips over it poof, and lands face first. He feels the harsh mud grind against his face. And he goes and picks himself up and tries to get the mud off of it but it just smears all over and he just starts to cry and he <laughs> he starts to just oh, where am I who are you please don't hurt me he sits on the ground not too exhausted to get up and he just looks around seeing where the noise comes from then he hears it again boof boof he hears it right in front of him, but he sees nothing. It sounds close, really close. So he waits, knowing that 
whoever it is, it wants him or it's chasing him. He doesn't know what else to do. He's too exhausted to run. He goes, leans against the trunk, and he finally feels it, but he doesn't see it. He feels the harsh bark along it. Then, as he closes his eyes and opens them again and looks in front of him, he sees this big, massive, what looks like a bear, about eight feet tall, standing on fours. But the face, it has one bulging eye, this fully blue. It doesn't look like there's any other color besides the blue right out of its face. The blue fur and what looks like feathers around the top of its head to stretch out. The mouth looks like a bear. The snout coming out, but its teeth is smooth like human teeth. As it goes ahead and he smiles, he, sh he continues crying. <laughs> Please, don't hurt me. I don't want to die. He says as he begs the creature to just give him mercy. The beast just gives a good smile. And one of its arms comes out of the ground, dragging, bringing up some of the mud, just spewing out onto the boy. As it gives off a warm-looking soft paw not a single claw or fingernail or anything it just looks like a s puppy paw and it goes in in front of him and just goes over his face and the mud seems to easily just get absorbed by the paw as it just falls off of his face he opens his eyes and looks at the creature again the smile goes down and it starts to look like the creature sad. As he feels the warmth of the paw, as he thought it would feel warm, he starts to get freaked out. It's not something he's ever seen before, and he knows he's bad at biology, but he knows no creature has one eye that's that big. So he does the only thing he knows he can do. He asks a question. What are you? Are you gonna hurt me? The creature gets confused. At least that's what it looks like as it shows itself looking around and tilting its head. The boy notices that he said two questions, but he only wants to say one. He feels like his body is making him say something. Out of nowhere, he starts to say, I'm so lonely. But he never wants to say that. But yet, it came out of his mouth, as if that's what he always wanted to say. He looks at the creature, and the creature just starts to lower down and the paw goes right next to his leg he starts to get freaked out maybe the creature is about to eat him but then the creature opens his mouth and starts to talk I 
am a friend. I don't wish to hurt you. You've entered in my sacred land. Only people that really want something can enter this land. So, what do you want? The boy crying, not knowing what to say, not knowing if he is going to say anything before he even says it. Just looks at the creature, wipes his tears, and looks at him and goes, I want to go home. I want my mom. I want my dad. Can you get me back home? The creature looks at him, and the eye starts to switch from a deep blue to this now mixture of blue and green, this what looks like a lava lamp of green jelly and blue water mixing and the green finally settles into the center and the, the eye starts to seem to grow just a little bit that the boy notices and light shines out of it onto his face he freaks out thinking maybe it's an alien and he's about to be abducted or the alien's gonna take him he tries to calm down and still crying he just looks at the creature oh. so can't you take me home the creature looks at him and goes I can yes but it won't be easy so I will say this why don't you follow me to my home you look like you need to eat you don't look like you eat anything at all actually come on I'll feed you then I can take you home the creature turns around and starts to walk the boy still feeling exhausted tries to get up his legs shaking he takes a big deep breath and he wipes the last of his tears still looking back of where he ran seeing the deep forest he noticed that the sun is still brightly shining giving off warmth he turns back and sees the creature already walking pretty far away so he quickly jogs trying to catch up to it he's amazed that this big creature can move so quickly he goes on and goes next to him and he asks the creature so what's your name the creature not looking uh, at him continues walking and just says I have no name you can call me wherever you want. I will soon forget it and meet others that will give me new names. For now, we walk. Don't worry, the forest is safe. There is no harm here. Just make sure 
hereafter by me, or you'll be lost in the forest forever. The boy gets a little closer, looking around the forest as he starts to hear the birds chirping in. Then he starts to hear that noise again. It sounds a little different, but still sounds a little familiar. He asks the preacher, What's that noise? Doesn't sound like an animal. The preacher looks over at him. That is just your imagination. This land does that to people. Just ignore it for now. And don't worry. If it is something dangerous, I can fight it. But this forest has been safe for many years. So I highly doubt it could be anything dangerous. If it's gonna harm me, then it better be ready to take a heavy hit. The creature walks on. John looks at him. And he thinks. He thinks of what could he name this creature? He thinks where his mom is. He thinks where is this forest? He knows that the creature probably won't ask him anything. It seems to just answer what he asks. Which is weird to him and confusing. But he thinks to himself Eh. Which is weird. He feels scared still, but his mind seems to relax and comfortable. This weird feeling of things that he doesn't think of. This uncontrollable will. He starts to get confused of what's really him and what's he thinking. But it, he shakes it off and continues walking. It feels like they've been walking for hours now. He looks at the beast and goes, So, um, can I just name you, I don't know, can I just name you Blue? The beast looks at him and goes, Ha! Huh, like that dog? Ha ha ha. Sure. But trust me, my fur doesn't stay in one color all the time. But for now, I'll try to keep it this color. He continues walking until he starts to lean more to the right. And he starts to keep going. He starts to lean more and more to the right as soon as. John starts to realize he's turning, his priority shifts to that direction, seemingly without making a movement around his body, like it's a solid force of a boulder or a rock. He then continues on, and John starts to follow him. John looks at Blue and goes, So, um... What are you exactly? Are you a 
bear? Are you a cyclops? Are you a dog? Blue laughs. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm something different. Something nicer. Well, not as nice as the dog. I do have my own different choices. But I have been told by other people that my fur is softer than a dog. Anyways, we're almost there. Don't worry. You'll get to eat. And then we can talk about taking you back home. The boy smiles. He starts to feel joy. Knowing that he can get home soon. And he'll get a meal. He does feel hungry now. Usually he thinks by this time we should be eating lunch. So John goes and he looks at him and goes. So, um, what is this forest? Like, where is it? I, I see it could be a rainforest from the grass, from the moss, but the trees look like oak trees. I don't remember a rainforest that has oak trees. And the birds. And it just doesn't make sense. Blue looks at him and stops. Oh, this forest isn't anywhere on Earth. It's not on a different planet. It's somewhere way more different. But, just like magic, but not exactly, it has connections to Earth. I don't know why. I just know that People that want something end up here. And until they either find what they want or they find their way home, either way, they come and go. Some stay here longer than others, and very few never leave. But those I haven't seen in forever. As they get lost in the forest. The boy gets a little worried and goes. Um. Can't you help find those people in the forest? I mean. You seem to know it. So isn't it easy to find where they are? Especially if they make noise or something. Blue looks over at him. Ugh. No, 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 no. See, I don't know the forest. I just memorize why I've been last time. You know the saying? Don't need to know where I'm going. Just need to know where I've been. So, as long as I know where I've been, I'll know where my home is. And this forest is pretty big. There's some areas where I haven't even dared to go. But nothing has harmed me. And anything that seems new quickly goes away. So I say don't worry about it. Ah, here we go. 
just go around this tree and we'll be at my home. We will eat and then we'll take you home. The boy gets a little questionable why he keeps saying it like that. Why he keeps repeating what's gonna like he guess happen. But he thinks maybe Blue just thinks this way because it is different. Blue is some creature. Maybe it's thinking as like humans, but it's still different. So John, the boy, walks around the tree as the creature walks the other direction. He assures that he, they will meet the other way. So as he walks around the tree, it seems bigger and bigger as he goes on. It seems to widen as he starts to get around it. All of a sudden, he realized the trunk of the tree seems bigger than when he saw it when he walked towards it. So, as he starts to walk around it, he gets a little scared, thinking the tree is about to fall onto him. Until he finally sees the other end. And he sees that the tree is three times bigger than what it was when he saw it. He looks around and sees Blue waiting for him, just standing there as one of his paws faces towards a cave-like entrance. But the inside is smooth, like someone carved through it, like butter. John goes ahead and walks to the cave and looks at Blue. So, this is your home. Is it a cave? Looks like a cave. Blue looks at him, then looks inside and starts to walk. Whoa! I made it myself. But, I did kind of make it like a cave. John quite quickly asked, Wait, does your voice kind of copy mine? Blue doesn't look at him and continues walking. Ha ha ha. Don't worry about that. It's just your imagination. Maybe I'm your imagination. Maybe not. But just follow me. Now, over here is where I sleep. He points at a what looks like soft ground but it looks dry and it seems to be carved out of just this big outcove and it seems to be just piles of rock stacked against each other then somehow smushed like clay and it's not as smooth as the rest of this tunnel but it seems like the ground has been moved around a lot, and some of it piles up. John thinks maybe it just rolls up in a ball like a dog. He goes and asks Blue, So, um, 
how much do you sleep anyways? For a big creature, you probably sleep for a long time, don't you? Liu finally looks at him and goes, Oh, I don't know how long I sleep. All I know is when I do sleep, and I finally open my eyes, it's still the same sunny day outside in the forest. And there's still plenty of food to eat. So I'm all okay with it. So Blue goes ahead and continues on into the cave-like tunnel. And John follows until it goes into this more bigger area. Somehow light seems to still go through, even though John thinks there should be darkness by now. The sun can't possibly go through here. He looks at the roof and sees no holes where the light could peer through. He wonders how he can see through this much space and not see any shadows. So, how come the light still walks through? Isn't there supposed to be like darkness in this tunnel? He asks Blue. Blue points out and he looks like he's about to say something but looks over at John. Oh, yes, I know, it's weird. But it's normal to me. There's always seems to be sunlight wherever I go. Only the shadows of the trees seem to exist in this forest. So, this is where I make food. Where I... I guess you could say... Play. But, you know... I mostly just hit this area and make it bigger and bigger and bigger so yeah it's never the same every day anyways come and eat I made soup as you would call it but I like to call it smush smash because I smushed it and then I smashed it John gives a little giggle <laughs> okay, okay. I'll try your smush mash. Um, so what's inside it? I do not know, says Blue. He continues on. All I know is that it's safe food. It's good to eat. And it fills me right up. All it takes is one bowl. He goes ahead and walks towards what looks like a table out of stone but yet it seems to have the grooves inside like wood he quickly moves to the side where John can finally see the rest of the table and he sees one massive bowl like rock and then to the side he sees what looks like small little cups maybe teacups even but in the shape of a mug he goes on and he moves more to the side where John finally sees a metal pot that has some small little dents inside of 
the top and small low dents near the bottom on the outside. The big creature, Blue, grabs the giant bowl and just digs inside the pot. This seems about the same size, just John sees it. And the bowl just scoops up a bunch of this smushed, grayish, what looks like maybe mushrooms or rocks themselves just put, or even clay. John can't quite figure it out. Blue puts it on the table, grabs one of the tiny cups with his paw, somehow not getting any of the fur near it, and scoops some of it off of the bowl and hands it to John. John grabs it and the bowl feels warm. And he seems to not really get freaked out as he thought he would, seeing this weird chunky soup. He gives a sniff and he smells the aroma of almonds and it, it just immediately reminds him of home of the, in the shower. He gets a little joyful and he takes a sip of what it tastes like and it tastes this wonderful nectar of honey and some sugar with what tastes like tomato sauce. He looks at the chunks and opens his mouth a little wider to get one of the chunks inside as he sips in and he starts to chew on it. It reminds him of beans. Sweet beans. He takes another chunk and he just starts to enjoy the soup. Blue looks over at him and he starts to just eat the giant bowl with his human's teeth. As he chews on it, Blue goes and looks at him and goes, Ah, oh, I see you like it. That's good, that's good. Now, don't eat it too quick. You don't want to upset your stomach. Now, let's go on and get you home. I think whoever cares for you is really worried. So let's hurry on. John drinks the rest of it and quickly gets excited and goes, Yes, yes, yes. I really want to go home. I'm worried where my mom is. I just hope she's not lost in this forest. Blue looks over at him and goes, I haven't seen anyone else today. You're the first for today. So I think you're safe on that. Maybe your mother is somewhere else. For now, let's get you home so you, you can find out. Blue just tilts the rest of the bowl and puts his face inside and the fur seems to fill up the surrounding bowl and, you, and John just hears a swish of what sounds like chewing and choking and he starts to get worried maybe Blue ate something a little too quick but Blue quickly moves his head still clean not a single spot of anything and Blue starts to walk out John quickly follows and goes um are you okay that sounded a little like you were choking. Blue giggles and goes, oh, oh, oh. 
No, 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 don't worry. That's just how I digest things. I have a second mouth inside, and it makes a choking sound. Many people have pointed that out to me. Don't worry, I'm okay. Now, follow me. It's very close. There's this archway. I don't know how or who made it. All I know is that whenever someone comes here and I lead them to it, they seem to disappear once they walk through. And they always seem happy and wave a goodbye. So let's get you to it. John says not a word, but yet starts to jog a little ahead of him. Still making sure Blue is walking the right direction that he is walking. But he quickly gets behind Blue as he slows down, making sure he doesn't get lost, just in case. Blue just keeps walking, seemingly not minding, and just nods. And they both walk on, and walk, and walk, and walk. John starts to wonder how close can it be if it's been a little while. Then he suddenly sees Blue stop and point. John looks over where he's pointing and sees a beautiful archway that just seems like two trees that grew out and curve and twist around each other and then somehow splits from the bottom open but still twisting with each other on the branches staying connected the roots seem to move into a groove of a pathway towards the archway seemingly moving the moss and the dirt making this wooden smooth walkway and the archway leads to a cliff John gets a little worried thinking could Blue be leading him off the cliff? John turns around seeing Blue just standing there on all fours still pointing though at the archway um I don't have to go off the cliff do I? John asks Blue just quickly shows a panic face and goes, no, 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 no. If you think you're getting too close to the cliff, just back away. But most people walk towards the archway and they disappear. But they wave before. They seem happy. So I assume that they're going home. So go on. Just see if it works. John starts to feel happy. He goes over and hugs Blue and says, Thank you. I'm glad to call you my friend now. You seem very nice. I hope you meet a lot more people. And I hope to see you again, maybe. Maybe I could show you my home. For now, I hope this leads me home. John quickly goes over. Just a short little jog towards the archway. And as he gets closer and closer, he slows down. And then he starts to see this weird reflection of a mirror. Like bright light shining on the mirror. Coming reflecting back at him. Until the light starts to blur out. It starts to lower. And he starts to see the door of his basement open. And there he sees his mother 
looking over at his desk, wondering where he is, most likely. He starts to get excited. He finally sees his mom. He goes over. He turns around. And he waves goodbye at Blue. He then walks through the archway. And there he sees his mother. He quickly turns around and sees the basement door close. His mother quickly goes, Oh, oh my God. Where have you been? Oh, you got me worried. She quickly goes and hugs him tight. He finds it a little hard to breathe, but John just exhales and hugs her back tightly. She lets go finally after a few minutes. He looks back smiling and just tearing up at her. I've I've been safe, don't worry. Um I made a new friend. And don't worry. I'm safe, I'm safe. His mother just smiles and goes, Okay, okay. Um, for now, let's wait until Dad gets home. I'll cook dinner. You can go and play your new game. Okay? Just don't disappear on me, okay? The mother says, and John looks and goes, Don't worry. I know where I'm at. I love you, Mom. Mother looks back at him and goes, I love you, son. Now, let's make sure we're together. John looks over at, him, at her as he goes towards the stairs. Yeah. I hope that things get better, though. And I've always wanted a friend, you know? The mother goes and looks at him and tilts her head and then he starts to remember Blue, and he quickly shakes his head, and the mother asks, Um, who is your new friend? John just smiles, and, oh, don't worry about it, it's nobody, nobody crazy or anything, he's friendly, and don't worry, he led me home. Anyways. I'll wait for dinner. Love you. And he walks up the stairs. And there, he could have sworn he hears that little siren again. <coughs> he breathes in and breathes out. And he goes and starts playing his game. Just remembering Blue. And that's the end of today's story. I hope you guys like it. This is something I'm trying out. Um, just tell me how it is, what you think. I will make more stories like this, either scripted or not scripted. I will also talk about other things. But for now, this is my podcast, and thank you for listening. I hope you have a wonderful day, and I hope you have a wonderful life. Goodbye.